Shalom, Alekum, peace be upon you, and welcome back to the broadcast. Today, we are looking at this week's Torah portion, and it happens to be called Ki Tisa, and I'll give a little bit of summary about that here in just a second. It's been quite a busy week, especially if you've been joining me for all these studies. Um, we've celebrated the Feast of Purim this week with four broadcasts, studying the Book of Esther, both from uh, the Christian Bible, as you would say, or the King James Bible, and the Septuagint. And I hope that that was a blessing for all of you uh, this week, and a reminder that God is for His people, and that the enemy will not indefinitely get away with the evil. Uh, that there comes a point when they fall into their own traps and into their own snares. Well, we can't finish the week without looking at our Torah portion for this week, Key to Saw. Let me give you the summary from TorahPortions.org. Here's what it says. Key to Saw, the 21st reading from the Torah, literally means when you lift up. It comes from the first words of the second verse of the reading, which could literally be rendered, when you lift up your head of the sons of Israel to reckon them. The phrase lift up the head is an idiom for taking a head count. The portion begins with instructions for taking a census, finishes up the instructions for making the tabernacle, and reiterates the commandment of Shabbat, and then proceeds to tell the story of the golden calf. The majority of Kitasa is concerned with the sin of the golden calf, the breach of the covenant between God and Israel, and how Moses undertakes to restore that covenant relationship. Obviously, the story of the golden calf is tragic. If you remember, it wasn't that long ago that Israel received the law, and they responded to that by saying in Exodus chapter 19, verse 8, And all the people answered as one, Everything Jehovah has said we will do. And Moshe reported the words of the people to Jehovah. So that was their commitment, and they were afraid of the mountain, and they said, you talk with God, Moses, and they saw all these signs, and God did this fearful thing in their sight so that they would not sin according to his own words. But look what happens in our story today. All right, so the first uh, couple chapters is going to be more about uh, just the census and a reiteration of the Shabbat law. And then when we get to chapter 32, that's when we deal with the golden calf, um, Moses' intercession, which is uh, almost like a foreshadow of Messiah, right? And of course, the, the, this, is not, this does not end without judgment. All right, a lot to read this morning. Probably not a lot of commentary today. Let's just see what the Word of God has to say and let it speak for itself. Let's begin. Hallelujah Scriptures, chapter 30, starting with verse 11. And Jehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, When you take the senses of the children of Israel to register them, then each one shall give an atonement for his life to Jehovah when you register them so that there is no plague among them when you register them. Everyone among who are registered is to give this half a shekel according to the shekel of the Kodesh place, twenty geras being a shekel, a half shekel, 
is the contribution to Yehovah. Everyone passing over to be registered from 20 years old and above gives a contribution to Yehovah. The rich does not give more than the poor does not give less than half a shekel. When you give a contribution to Yehovah to make an atonement for yourselves, you shall take the silver from the atonement from the children of Yisrael and give it for the service of the tent of appointment. And it shall be to the children of Yisrael for a remembrance before Yehovah to make atonement for yourselves. And Yehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, And you shall make a basin of bronze, with its stands also of bronze, for washing. And you shall put it between the tent of appointment and the altar, and shall put water in it. And Aaron and his son shall wash from their hands and their feet. And when they go into the tent of appointment, or when they come near to the altar to attend, to burn an offering made by fire to Jehovah, they wash with water, lest they die. And they shall wash their hands and their feet, lest they die. And it shall be a law forever to them, to him and to his seed throughout their generations. And Jehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, And take for yourself choice spices, five hundred of liquid myrrh, and half as much, two hundred and fifty of sweet-smelling cinnamon, and two hundred and fifty of sweet-smelling cane, and five hundred of cassia, according to the shekel of the Kodesh place, and a hin of olive oil. And you shall make from these Kodesh anointing oil, a compound blended, the work of a a perfumer. It is a Kodesh anointing oil. And with it, you shall anoint the tent of appointment and the ark of the witness. And the table and all of its utensils and the lampstand and the utensils and the altar of incense and the altar of burnt offering with all of its utensils and the basin and its stands. And you shall kodesh them, that is to say, hallowed them. And they shall be most kodesh. Whatever touches them is to be kodesh. And you shall anoint Aaron and his sons and a Kodesh and Kodesh them to serve as Kohanim, that is a priest to me. And speak to the children of Israel, saying, This is a Kodesh anointing oil to make throughout your generations. And it shall not be poured on the flesh of a man, and make no other like it according to its composition. It is Kodesh, it is Kodesh to you. Whoever compounds like it, Whatever puts any of it on a stranger shall be cut off from his people. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Take sweet spices, fragrant gum, and cinnamon, and galabanam, and clear frankincense, with these sweet spices, all in equal amounts. Then you shall make of these incense a compound work of purfumer, salted, clean, and kodesh. And you shall beat some of it very fine, and put some of it before the witness In the tent of appointment where I meet with you, it is most Kodesh to you. And the incense which you make, do not make any for yourselves according to its composition. It is Kodesh to you for Jehovah. Whoever makes like it to smell it, he shall be cut off from his people. Chapter 31 And Jehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, See, I have called by name Betziel, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Yehuda. And I have filled him with the Ruach of Elohim and wisdom, that is to say, the Spirit of God, and in understanding, and in knowledge, and in all work, to make designs for work in gold and in silver and in bronze, and in cutting stones for mounting and carving wood, and to work in all work. 
And I have appointed with him Aholalab, son of Ahishmach, of the tribe of Dan. And I have put wisdom in the hearts of everyone who is wise-hearted, and they shall make all that I have commanded you. The tent of appointment, and the ark of the witness, and the lid of the atonement that is on it, and all the utensils of the tent. And the table and its utensils, and the clean gold lampstand with all of its utensils, and the altar of incense, and the altar of burnt offering with all of its utensils, and the basin, and its stand. And the woven garments, and the Kodesh garments for Aaron the Kohen, and the garments of the sons for serving as Kohanim. And the anointing oil and the sweet incense for the Kodesh place, according to all that I have commanded you, they are to do. And Jehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, And you speak to the children of Israel, saying, My Shabbat you are to guard by all means. For this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations to know that I am Jehovah, that I, Jehovah, Kodesh you. And you shall guard the Shabbat. For it is Kodesh to you. Everyone who profanes it shall certainly be put to death. For anyone who does work on it, that being shall be cut off from among his people. Six days work is done, and on the seventh is a Shabbat of rest. Kodesh to Yehovah. Everyone doing the work on the Shabbat day shall certainly be put to death. And the children of Israel shall guard the Shabbat to perform the Shabbat throughout their generations as an everlasting covenant. Between me and the children of Israel, it is a sign forever, for in six days Jehovah made the Shemayim and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And when he had ended speaking with him on Mount Sinai, he gave Moshe two tablets of the witness tablets of stone, written with the finger of Elohim. So please note a couple of things. That, well, just one thing, really. You'll notice, and this has happened a couple of times throughout the book of Exodus, that God has the ability to just completely anoint a person with wisdom and understanding about a certain subject or craft. He's telling Moses, hey, this guy and this guy over here, I've poured out my spirit on them, and now they have, now they have the wisdom and knowledge to make these utensils and the things for the tabernacle. <laughs> it's amazing. If God so chooses, he can literally download anything into you. <laughs> a skill, a language. It's incredible. And just something interesting to think about. It's like he can just update your software, you know? It's astonishing. All right, so Moses is given these two tablets. Well, first, the Sabbath is reiterated as... Uh, of being very important to God and and a symbol of his relationship with the people because unlike the rest of the world, they would observe that. And then he gets the tablets to Moses. And now the tragedy. Let's get to chapter 32 here. Verse 1. And when the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Arise, make us mighty ones who go before us. For this Moshe, the man who brought us up out of the land of Mitzrayim, that is to say, Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And Aaron said to them, Take off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives and your sons and your daughters and bring them to me. Now, something interesting to note. 
There's going to be judgment to these people, but Aaron somehow is spared. There must be something going on in the heart uh, that God knows that we don't know. Uh, Maybe uh, Aaron is being pressed by the multitude of people and he either does this or they're going to kill him type of thing. The people are losing their minds. Um, The hive mind, the collective mind is definitely at play here and it just shows how dangerous it is. We also need to remember these people came from Egypt. Okay, Egypt is in them. Just like America is in those of us who are in the United States. And there's just parts of it uh, that are hard to get out of your heart and mind. Let's continue the story. And Aaron said to them, Take off the golden earrings which are in your ears for your wives and your sons and your daughters and bring them to me. And all the people took off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he took from their hand and he formed it with an engraving tool and made molded calf. And he said, This is your mighty one, O Yisrael, that brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim. And Aaron saw and built an altar before it. And Aaron called out and said, Tomorrow is a festival to Jehovah. And they rose early on the next day, and they offered burnt offerings, and brought peace offerings, and people sat down to eat and drink, and rose up to play. Please note, many commentators believe that that phrase, rose up to play, is just the Bible's polite way of saying they were participating in a sexual orgy. Verse 7. And Jehovah said, go to Moshe, and Jehovah said to Moshe, go get down. For your people whom I have brought out of the land of Mitzrayim have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. And they have made themselves a molded calf and have bowed themselves to it and slaughtered to it. And he said, and said, This is your mighty one, O Yisrael, who brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim. And Jehovah said to Moshe, I have seen this people and I see it as a stiff-necked people. And now... Let me alone that I that my wrath might burn against them and I consume them and make of you a great nation. But Moshe pleaded with Jehovah his Elohim and said, Jehovah, why does your wrath burn against your people whom you have brought out of the land of Mitzrayim with such great power and with strong hand? Why should the Mitzrayites speak and say, For evil he brought them out to kill them in the mountain and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from the heat of your wrath and relent from this evil to your people. Remember Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yisrael, your servants to whom you swore by yourself and said to them, I increased your seed like the stars of the Shemayim. And all of this land that I have spoken I give to your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. And Jehovah relented from the evil which he said he would do to his people. Moshe turned and he went down the mountain, and in his hand were two tablets of the witness, tablets written on both their sides, written on one and on the other. Please note, I suspect, obviously Moses intercedes for the people, right? And he brings up God's promises. But I suspect that Moses doesn't quite get the picture of what they're doing down there. He's about to find out. Because he's just carrying the tablets. He's thinking, okay, they did some silly thing. you know. God's relented from his anger. 
And Moses turned and he went down the mountain, and in his hand were two tablets of the witness, tablets written on both their sides, written on one and on the other. And the tablets were the work of Elohim, and the writing was the writing of Elohim engraved on the tablets. Try to imagine, these tablets were not man-made. They were literally written with the finger of God. And Yahushua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, and he said to Moshe, A noise of battle in the camp. But he said, It is not the sound of those who shout of might, nor it is the sound of those who cry in weakness, but the sound of seeing that I hear. And it came to be, as soon as he came near to the camp, that he saw the calf and the dancing. And Moshe's displeasure burned, and he threw the tablets out of his hand and broke them at the foot of the mountain. See, now Moses gets the picture. Now he knows what's actually going on down there. And he took the calf which he had made, and then he took the calf which they had made, and burned it in the fire, and ground it to powder, and scattered it on the face of the water, and made the children of Israel drink it. Wow. And Moshe said to Aaron, What did this people do to you that you have brought so great a sin upon them? And Aaron said, Do not let the displeasure of my master burn. You know the people, for evil is in them. And they said to me, Make us a mighty ones before, who go before us. For this Moshe, the man who brought us out of the land of Mitzram, we do not know what has become of him. And I said to them, Whosoever has gold, let them take it off. And they gave it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and this calf came out. <laughs> I, lo- I love that phrasing by Aaron. By the way, I mean, they just gave me, they gave me their gold. I threw it in the fire and out came a calf. Where were we? Verse 25. And Moshe saw that the people were let loose. For Aaron had let them loose to their shame among their enemies. And Moshe stood in the entrance of the camp and said, Who is for Jehovah to me? And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves to him. And he said to them, Thus says Jehovah, Elohim of Israel, Each one put his sword on his side, pass over to and fro from gate to gate in the camp, and each one slay his brother, and each one his friend, and each one his relative. You might say to yourself, Man, this is severe. But you have to understand. God is in the process of making a holy people. The reason why these laws were so harsh is because if you let just the smallest sin, the small, what does the scripture say? What does Jesus himself say? What does the apostles say? They talk about the leaven. A little bit of leaven ruins the whole loaf, right? Well, leaven the whole loaf. It only takes a smidgen. If these things were not rooted out of the people, before they went into the land, they would go into the land just as godless and pagan as they were in Egypt. These things have to be harsh. And this sin is a grotesque and wicked thing. They watched Jehovah bring them out of the land of Egypt through miracles he spoke to them audibly from the mountain and they do all these things and 
in front of a golden calf and say, look, this is our God that brought us out of Egypt. Of course, Jehovah is furious. Verse 28, And the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moshe, and about 3,000 men of the people fell that day. Great tragedy. Verse 29, And Moshe said, You are ordained for Jehovah today, since each one has been against his son and his brother, so as to bring upon you a barakah today, blessing. And it came to be that the next day Moshe said to the people, You you have sinned a great sin, and now I am going up to Jehovah, if I might atone for your sin. And Moshe returned to Jehovah and said, Oh, these people have sinned a great sin, and have made for themselves a mighty one of gold. And now if you would lift their sin, but if not, please blot me out of your book, which you have written. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Whosoever has sinned against me, I blot him out of my book. And now go, lead the people to the place which I have spoken to you. See, my messenger goes before you, and in the day of my visitation I shall visit their sin upon them. And Jehovah plagued the people because they made a calf which Aaron made. This is such a tragedy for so many reasons. The people that participated in this blotted out of the book of life. How more? How is there a larger price to be paid? By the way, that phrasing is also used in the book of Revelation. Jesus, Yeshua, uses that phrasing. It says, if they will not persevere, I will blot them out. That exact same phrasing. You have to persevere in the faith. Lord, have mercy on us. Chapter 33. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Come, go up from here, you and the people whom you have brought out of the land of Mitzrayim to the land which I swore to Abraham and to Yitshak and to Yaakov, saying, To your seed I give it. And I shall send my messenger before you, and I shall drive out the Canaanites and the Amorites and the Hittites and the Pezzarites and the Hidwites and the Yebusites to the land flowing with milk and honey. For I do not go up in your midst, because you are a stiff-necked people, lest I consume you on the way. And when the people heard this evil word, they mourned, and no one put on his ornaments. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Say to the children of Israel, You are a stiff-necked people. Should I go up in your midst for one moment? Shall I consume you? And now take off your ornaments, and I shall know what to do to you. So the children of Israel took off their ornaments at Mount Horab. And Moshe took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it the Tent of Appointment. And it came to be that everyone who sought Jehovah went to the Tent of Appointment, which was outside the camp. And it came to be, whenever Moshe went to the tent, that all the people rose, and each man stood at the tent door and watched Moshe until he entered the tent. Please note, it almost seems they had God dwelling among them. But they did this grievous, awful thing. And now God says, I can't even be amongst you lest you'll be consumed. Why? Because God is all is holy. 
Verse 9, And it came to be, when Moshe entered the tent, that the column and the cloud descended and stood at the door of the tent, and, Mo- and spoke with Moshe. And all the people saw the column and the cloud standing at the tent door, and all the people rose and bowed themselves, each one to the door of his tent. Thus, thus Jehovah spoke to Moshe face to face as a man speaks to his friends. And he would return to the camp, but his servant Yahushua, son of Nun, a young man, did not leave the tent. <laughs> That's just... That's interesting for so many reasons. First of all, Yahushua. That is the same name that Jesus has. Uh, the short form is Yeshua. It's kind of like if you have, if your name's Jonathan, the short form of Jonathan is what? John. Same name. I just, for whatever reason, I just find that interesting. Yahushua. Son of none, a young man did not leave the tent. And Moshe said to Jehovah, See, you are saying to me, Bring up this people. But you have not made known to me whom you would send with me, though you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my eyes. And now please, if I have found favor in your eyes, please show me your way and let me know you, so that I find favor in your eyes and consider the nation is your people. He said, My presence goes and I shall give you rest. And he said to him, If your presence is not going, do not lead us from here. For how then shall it be known that I have found favor in your eyes, I and your people, except you go with us? Then we shall be distinguished, and I and your people, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Even this word you have spoken, I shall do, for you have found favor in my eyes, and I know you by name. Then he said, Please show me your esteem. He said, I shall cause my goodness to pass before you, and I shall proclaim the name of Jehovah before you, and I shall favor him whom I favor, and I shall have compassion on him who I will have compassion. But he said, You are unable to see my face, nor man sees me and lives. And Jehovah said, See, there is a place with me, and you shall stand on the rock, and it shall be while my esteem passes by that I shall put you in the cleft of the rock, and cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I shall take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. So Moses is wanting to see God. Now you say, but he just said that he spoke to him face to face. It's a figure of speech, meaning that when God would appear in the columns of, of the cloud and stuff, that Moses would interact with God in a verbal conversation, back and forth, audible verbal conversation. That's what it means when it says that God spoke to Moses face to face like a friend. What we're dealing with here is Moses wants to literally see God as he is, and God says, you cannot because no man can see me and live, but I'm going to put you in the cleft of this rock and I'm going to pass by and you can see the back of me as I pass by for a brief moment. That's what's taking place there. We're almost done. Chapter 34. And Jehovah said to Moshe, cut two tablets of stone like the first ones. And I shall write on these tablets the words that were on the first tablets which you broke. And be ready in the morning. And then you shall come up in the morning to Mount Sinai and present yourself to me there on top of the mountain. Let no man come up with you and let no man be seen in all the mountain and let not even the flock or the herd feed in front of the mountain. 
and he cut two tablets of stone like the first ones, and then Moshe rose early in the morning and went up to Mount Sinai as Jehovah had commanded him, and he took two tablets of stones in his hands. And Jehovah came down in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name Jehovah. And Jehovah passed before him and proclaimed Jehovah, Jehovah, and El compassionate, and showing favor, patient, and great in kindness and truth, watching over the kindness of thousands, forgiving the wickedness and the transgressions and sin, but by no means leaving unpunished, visiting the wickedness of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. Moshe heard, and he bowed himself toward the earth and did obstinance. And he said, If now I have found favor in your eyes, O Jehovah, I pray, let Jehovah go on in our midst, even though we are a stiff-necked people, and forgive us of our wickedness and our sins, and take us as your inheritance. And he said, See, I am making a covenant before all your people, and I am going to do wonders such as I have not been done in all the earth, nor any nation. And all the people among whom are among you are shall see the work of Jehovah, for what I am doing with you is awesome. Guard what I command you today. See, I am driving out from before you the Amorite and the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Pezzarites and the Hivite and the Jebusites. Guard yourself, lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you are going, lest it be a snare in your midst. But break down their altars, destroy their pillars, cut down their ashram. For you do not bow yourselves to another mighty one, for Jehovah, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous El, that is to say God. Lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they whore after their mighty ones, and slaughter to their mighty ones, and one of them invites you, and you eat of his slaughterings. And you take of his daughters for your sons, and his daughters whore after their mighty ones, and make your sons whore after their mighty ones. By the way, do you not see how God feels about idolatry? Let that be a fearful thought in all of our hearts and minds. Not to dare do such a sin. Verse 17, do not make a molded mighty one for yourselves. Guard the festival of the Matzot. For seven days you eat unleavened bread, as I have commanded you, in the appointed time of the month of Abib, because in the month of Abib you came out of Mitzrayim. Everyone opening the womb is mine, and every male firstborn among your livestock, whether bull or sheep, but the firstborn of a donkey you ransom with a lamb. And if you do not ransom, then you shall break his neck. Every firstborn of your sons you shall ransom, and they shall not appear before me empty-handed. Six days you do work, but on the seventh day you rest in plowing time, and in harvest you rest. What's God saying? He's saying on the Sabbath you don't work your land. You're not out there pulling weeds. Like Get all that done in the first six days. On the seventh day, rest. Don't do your day job. Don't work your farm. Don't make your servants work. Verse 22, And perform the festival of Shabbat for yourself on the first fruits of the wheat harvest and the festival of ingathering at the turn of the year. Three times in a year, all your men are to appear before Adon Yehovah, the Elohim of Yisrael. For I dispose nations before you, and I shall enlarge your borders, and let no one covet your land. When you go up to appear before Jehovah your Elohim three times in a year. 
Do not offer the blood of my slaughtering with leaven, and do not let the slaughtering of the festival of Pasach, that is to say Passover, remain until morning. Bring the first fruits of your land to the house of Jehovah your Elohim, and do not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. By the way, I personally don't believe that that law means don't eat a cheeseburger. I think it literally means what it says. God cares. Yes, these animals are being uh, being killed and sacrificed. But he cares about the manner in which it's done. That's what I think it means when he says, do not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. In other words, have compassion. Don't be cruel and sick. Understand that these are living creatures. Their sacrifice is symbolic for what is required for sin, which is blood. Continuing on. We're almost out of time. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Write these words, for according to the mouth of the words I have made a covenant with you and Yisrael. And he was there with Jehovah forty days and forty nights, and he did not eat bread, and he did not drink water, and he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant of the ten words. And it came to be, when Moshe came down from Mount Sinai, while the two tablets of the witness were in Moshe's hands, he came down from the mountain. Then Moshe did not know the skin of his face shone shine. And he had spoken with him. And Aaron and all the children of Israel looked at Moshe and saw the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moshe called out to them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned to him, and Moshe spoke to them. And afterward, all the children of Israel came near, and he commanded them all that Jehovah had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. And when Moshe ended speaking with him, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moshe went in before Jehovah to speak with him, he would remove the veil until he came out. When he came out, he spoke to the children of Israel what he had been commanded. And the children of Israel would see the face of Moshe, that his, the skin of Moshe's face shone. And Moshe would put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak to him. That is the end of our Torah portion study for this week. Look, you get into the presence of God, it's going to be hard for other people to even look at. Moses had to put a veil on his face. He had to cover himself because he was shining so bright from being in the very presence of Jehovah. You don't understand that God is a consuming fire. <laughs> oh, this is why I just hate that concept of like buddy Jesus. Like you like you're going to get to heaven and high five the king of kings and lord of lords, creator of all. Th- Come on. Do you not understand who you're dealing with here? We do not grasp properly the holiness of God. And this is why you have casual Christianity. Jesus is my buddy. Lord, help us all. That's all I have for you this morning. I pray you've been blessed in the powerful name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. Um, And those of you who've been on the journey all week long, five days of podcasting and, and Bible study, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to study in one week. And uh, so if you if you came along for the full ride, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you're being blessed by this work, please consider supporting it. It's 100% supported. We don't have sponsors. 
We don't have anything like that going on. So please consider supporting it uh, by going to scriptureandprophecy.com, clicking on the Donate and Support tab at the top. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.